Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whoever listened to this week's episode of Tree Talk, episode 229. A championship episode, Matt, for the first time in, a, in about eight months. Both Limerick sides are in, in senior Munster Championship action this weekend. We have footballers on Saturday evening and we have the hurlers on Sunday afternoon. We have two special guests this week to look through those games. There's also plenty of underage action going on, so stay tuned for all that and more. The impression the game we get old with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about them. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leaving the charge of the back today. 45 meters out. He's a chance to score. He's put it right. He's in the middle. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. <laughs> Recording on Wednesday morning, Matt, and you can kind of feel anticipation growing with big championship games coming through. And obviously, the, the Munster Hurling is, is the big one as Limerick look for four in a row. But with two games, you're looking forward to it? Yeah, Jack, sure. Look, we're, we're, we're really into the meat now of the of, 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 of the inter county season. Like, and um, once the senior championship kicks off, and um, like we've got a foretaste of what was to come over the last couple of weeks with the um, underage um, championships, um, minor and under twenty one, which which are, are um, which are building up to a very very exciting climax. And I know we'll be going into greater detail later in the cast on it, but um, yeah, look, it, this this is this is I suppose this is the highlight of the year for the the next couple of months. Um, from now on till mid July, we're we're going to have a three month feast of 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 hurling and football. So, really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a feast of GM. And our first guest this morning is Tomas McCarthy with Watford Sport and Watford Local Radio. Tomas, how are you keeping? Morning, Jack. Morning, Matt. Uh, looking forward to the weekend's games. Um, I'm I'm not sure. Looking forward is the is the phrase, Jack. Given the the form that that Limerick have have shown over the past couple of years, and uh, even um, a couple of weeks ago in, in in the league final. But um, yeah, look, it's 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 going to be a it's going to be a tremendous couple of weeks with the, with the round robins uh, starting um, like week in week out. You're going to get quality games and. Uh, Look, it's 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 going to be um it's it's going to be a heck of a couple of weeks ahead. Yeah, I suppose when you when you came on the call there before we went live, Matt was saying we're Watford waiting in the long grass. Is that kind of the feeling below there in the data? Yeah, I think so, Jack. Like it's it's been very low key, uh, especially compared to last year when um you know there was a lot of anticipation of you know Watford challenging Limerick. Watford possibly lifting uh, Lee McCarthy. They were going into that Munster Championship as as league champions after a tremendous win over Cork, but you know uh, fell very flat in the summer. Um, you know, capped off by that heavy defeat against Clare. Um, this time around, Watford have taken a different approach to the league. They've probably played in fits and starts. Um, you know, 
beat the teams they're expected to beat in, in Antrim and Leash. Drew with Dublin, lost Kilkenny and Tipperary. Waterford didn't really play their full team in any of the games. So it's been a completely different approach. And like the next couple of weeks will show whether that'll pay off. You just mentioned they're not playing with a full team. There's obviously been word of a, of a few injuries. That, who is out, we'll say, definitely for Sunday. Yeah, I was speaking to David Fitzgerald last week, Jack, and um, Austin Gleeson is out with a hamstring injury. Um, picked that up against Tipperary. He hasn't played a full 70 minutes so far this year. So obviously that's a big blow. I think he'll be back for the Cork game, all right. Um, Irla Daly is also with a hamstring injury. Picked it up against Kilkenny. Um, that's another setback to Waterford because I'd imagine he would have been earmarked to mark Aaron Galan, especially after the job he did uh, against him in the first half of last year's Munster Championship game. I thought it was a big turning point when Daly went off injured that night and Waterford had to change around their defence. And also Shane McNulty is out, um, another key defender, another regular over the past nine or ten years or so. Um, he's out with a broken bone in his foot. Um, so they're three injury blows and like Waterford squad wouldn't be as deep as Limerick's is. Um, so they're definitely three setbacks for Waterford heading into this game. Yeah, um, I don't think anyone's squad is as deep as Limerick's, thank God, at the moment. But I suppose you're missing those lads. Um, Patrick Fitzgerald is obviously involved heavily with the 20s. Will he Will he be saved for Sunday? Um, I imagine he'll play some part on Sunday, Jack, whether that's starting or coming off the bench. He actually, he actually didn't start any of the league games. Um, which I was surprised. I thought he would maybe start one of them, but um, look, he's is a, a super talent. Um, maybe didn't show it all the time for the under twenties, but um, like he'll be one that that Limerick will have to keep an eye on when he comes on. I imagine he'll feature at 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 some stage, whether that's in a starting role or off the bench. Um, Podrick Fitzgerald is another one to look out for. Um, did quite well at stages during the league. Um, uh, really lit up the Fitz- Fitzgibbon Cup as well with SETU Waterford. Um, and Fitzgerald is really the big name around here because Mark Fitzgerald is another one of um, the under-20s that I think will start, considering Waterford are down so many bodies in defence. Um, I think he, he he might start, whether that be in the full-back line or half-back line. So they're probably the three players to emerge. Connor Ryan as well could feature in defence. He got a good run of games during the league as well. Um, so they're probably three or four the, the newer names that have come on the scene during the league Yeah I, I suppose Limerick isn't the team you want to come into with in, you know, injuries in your defence Conor Prunty and Ty de Burkish should be alright though and that'll be a huge boost because you know in 2020 All-Ireland Final when Ty went off it seemed to change and you mentioned when Irla went off last year that you know if you can keep your starting six on the field for the seven day will go a long way in, in trying to stop Limerick Exactly, like and like Tyg has had, um, he's been through the mill in, in, in terms of injuries, as you mentioned there, the, the 2020 All-Ireland. Um, he suffered another setback um, last year as well, didn't finish out the championship. Um, but his return to the defence during the league really settled Waterford um, in the Tipperary game and in the Kilkenny game. And, you know, I expect that Waterford will set up with a sweeper on Sunday. I think they will set up with seven defenders. I think Tyg will be sitting almost as kind of a, fourth member of the full back line if you like and um, I think that that really solidified the defence because Waterford were leaking a couple of soft goals during the early stages of the league but you know he's a really uh, steady and influence and Conor Prunty another very important member of, of the defence um, his form was a little bit patchy at the start of the league but um, you know he has gone head to head with Aaron Galan in the past 
and I expect that he'll take up that that mantle um, on, on on Sunday. They've had a couple of great battles during the uh, over the years, like both league and championship, and Prunty won an All Star a couple of years ago, probably on the back of his displays against Galan. So I'd expect those two to to come face to face again on Sunday. Yeah, from what I've seen anyway, Prunty has has done the best job on Galan um, for the last few years, but. That's one key matchup. Um, if you're saying Tiger's going to sit, who will be given the job? Martin Keane Lynch. Oh, <laughs> that's a big one, Jack, isn't it? Um, uh, I mean, like he he looks to be like he was never away, really. Keane, like yeah. especially out of his performance against Tipperary, like when they needed a man to win primary ball, he was there. Like he just needs to play together. Um, it's if. It, it might be a job maybe for one and a half hours to come back. The likes of Neil Montgomery, uh, Jack Prendergast, they're real workhorses around that middle third. Um, you'll also have Jack Fagan, Caleb Lyons around there. Now, they'll bomb forward as well, um, as well as carry out their defensive duties. They will really bomb on. Um, I thought Caleb Lyons was probably Waterford's standout player of the league. And we got 11 points from play. Um, I think he could really thrive um, under, under David Fitzgerald. Um, like we didn't see a lot of ball going into the inside forwards during the league, which was a source of frustration really uh, down here. Um, uh, like a, especially the role that Desi Hutchinson played, Waterford um, shooting a lot from distance. Um, I think we'll see more of that on Sunday. Caleb Lyons kind of thrives in that. Um, so I think it might be it might be down to maybe one of the midfield men, one of the half forwards, maybe the likes of Montgomery or Prendergast or someone like Daryl Lyons, maybe. To pick up that, pick up Keen Lynch in around that that middle third. Yeah, and finally for me, before I, I go to Matt, you kind of mentioned there that Dizzy played with a withdrawn role. Could it be a case of Davy not trying to show his hand early on in the in the league with one eye on Limerick from I suppose February time? I think so, Jack. I think so. I think if there was any member of the Limerick backroom team um, in the stand um, for the particular matches against Tipperary and Kilkenny. I don't think they would have learned a whole lot about Waterford, to be honest about it. Um, I think Desi will be back inside on Sunday, alongside Michael Coyley as well, who missed a large chunk of the league, got sent off against Leash earlier on in the season. I think you'll see Waterford put in a few balls into Desi, into Michael Coyley inside. Um, they'll be like a twin threat inside there. Um, I think Waterford look to mix it up a bit. Um, I think you'll probably see early on Waterford shooting a lot from distance. Um, Davy has referenced the All-Ireland semi-final last year between Limerick and Galway, and Galway getting off a lot of shots in the first half. I think he said Waterford, I think he said Galway got off 27 shots in the first half of that game. So I think Waterford will shoot on sight maybe at the start, but then maybe put in a few balls into Desi and into Michael Coyley. Davy says he's looking for a mix, a mix of you know long ball, short ball. Um, I think we'll see that on Sunday. I think he is... Um, holding something up his sleeve. I think Waterford supporters are hoping that he has something up his sleeve for, for, for Limerick on, uh, this weekend. Yeah, sorry now, just cutting ahead of you again, Matt. But Mikey Kiley, obviously, he's he's going to be known to the Limerick people for his exploits with UL. Like, he's obviously been the star man in Fitzgibbon for the last two years. There's obviously a real hope that he'll transfer that into the senior. Absolutely, uh, Jack. Like, and, you know, like we see nowadays, it's usually two men inside um, the full forward line, and he he's he's a great target man inside. He can fend off, you know, two or three defenders, and he's a real eye for goal as well. Once he gets that ball in hand, he goes straight for goal. And like we we saw that in the Fitzgibbon final, um, just down the road in 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 Waterford, like when he got four goals, like 
So yeah, he's like Michael uh, Michael Kylie and Daisy Hutchinson could really could really work play off each other, and I think we'll see um, you know some balls going into round the edge of the square, and that'll be a fair battle between uh, the two Mikes, Mike Mike Kylie and Mike Casey um, on the edge of the square this weekend. Yeah, it, it promises to be very exciting inside there. Matt, I'll throw it over to you. Tom, Tomas, thanks for coming on with us indeed. Um, um, how important f- from a Waterford point of view will be a big performance from Jamie Bannon? Oh, huge, Matt. Um, like, he didn't play a full 70 minutes of hurling last year. Like, he missed the entire league. Um, he only came back for the Stars and Munster Championship and then he went off after about maybe 15 minutes against Clare, like, um, so we didn't really see the real Jamie Barron. And during the early stages of the league, like, he, he really seems to be back to his brilliant best, like, um, you know, working back, driving at defences. He probably has the best sidestep in hurling, I think, you know, just get weaving and bobbing out of traffic. Um, you know, great player to watch um, when he's in full flow, um, capable of scoring three or four points in play as well. Um, probably hasn't had his best games against Limerick. I think, you know, Will O'Donoghue has probably had the upper hand in those duels over the years. And we've even seen Jamie been moved inside to the full forward line at times against Limerick. So I think he'll be out to prove a point as well. He would have been disappointed getting the red card as well against Tipperary. But um, it's, oh, look, it's, it's, it's great to see Jamie Barron back to, to full fitness. And, you know, if, if, if Waterford are to put it up to Limerick, um, this weekend, you know, he'll have to have a, a, big, a big display. Yeah, I was just asking Tomas there. Um, he, he he referenced about the the um, the Waterford wing backs winging, uh, bombing forward. His strategy with, with, with the like of Tomasi and and Garod Hegarty around. Yeah, like you'd have to get the balance right, uh, match like between attacking and defending. But um, yeah, that's going to be a real conundrum. Like who or like who or Waterford get to pick up those two. Because um, like the two of them have great records against Waterford, like especially in that twenty twenty final, they they did all the damage Hegarty and, and and Morrissey. But I do think you'll see, you know, those Waterford defenses, or Waterford defenders, uh, really bombing on. I think it was, I think Waterford had twenty three different scores uh, during the league, like including the likes of you know Connor Prunty, who wouldn't be even noted for his score. And so I think you will see those Waterford backs driving forward and also shooting a lot from distance, but they will have to, you know, mind the house as well and keep an eye on those very dangerous limbing forwards. So there's definitely a balancing act to be got there from Davey. Then to go to the other side of the field, um, you know, what strategy are Waterford going to have um, to try and break through what is the best half-back line probably in the country, the Limerick half-back line? Like, you've got the whole lot of the year there, you've got Dermot Burns and you've got Kyle Hayes. That's that's Limerick's likely lineup. Yeah, I think the last thing that Waterford wants to do will be, you know, hitting high ball on, on top of those three, um, at like, you know, like the best half back line in the country, you know, by a mile. Like there's absolutely no question about that. Um, you know, I think Waterford will be going short off the puck outs. They've been working a lot on under on their puck out strategy, you know, um everybody outside their own forty five and working the ball from there. I think we'll see a little bit more of that. Um, on on Sunday, um, I, I I can't see Waterford, you know, driving ball on top of on top of those three, and and Waterford don't probably have the ball winners either to to compete for that type of ball either. Um, especially since Michael Brick Welsh retired, does Waterford don't really have a kind of a noted 
ball winner around that area and also the fact that Austin, Austin Gleeson is going to be injured as well so we don't have any obvious target man under those puck outs so I expect Waterford to go short um, and I expect Waterford to if they get in any type of space that they'll be shooting from distance um, and maybe try and force the Limerick half back line to, to come out a little bit and maybe not sit as as deep as they normally do and maybe then pop in a few balls into Daisy Hutchinson and Michael Coyley. I expect that's the way Waterford will, will go about it because they won't want to be landing puck outs on top of Burns, Hannon and, and, and Kyle Hayes. Yeah. There, there, there's no doubt at all, but um, Desi Hutchinson and Michael Kiley will, 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 will be a serious twin threat, but they will be coming up against two excellent um, cornerbacks in Sean Finn and, and Barry Nash. Barry Nash, who's been outstanding. In the, in the league semi-final, and this, this is a statistic that um, 12 of the starting Limerick 15 scored. Everybody from Battleship scored. And um, Barry Nash, of course, got that great goal in the league final. It, he, he, he's going to cause a... Oh, absolutely, Matt. Like, and this is the thing that I really noticed about Limerick, and especially in the, the league final and league semi-final that you mentioned, is that you know, you know, more or more, their backs are getting on the score sheet, and more their backs are driving forward. And you could see that with Barry Nash in 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 the league final. Um, you know, Declan Hannon is is getting on the score sheet more often. Uh, like Dimmer Burns always get always chips in with a couple as well. But um, that's something that Watford are going to have to be wary of. Like you know, if if they do bring bodies back, they'll have to keep an eye out for the likes of Barry Nash, for the likes of Kyle Hayes. Um, raiding forward, that's something that they're going to have to be really, really wary of. And like the, you mentioned, Waterford have a lot of scores. Limerick have a, a, a ton of scores as well. They've threats in, in all areas of the field, and uh, it's going to be very, very difficult for Waterford to stop. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut back in there, in there, Matt. Um, Tomas, the the fact that you'll be playing the home games again in, in Turles, is it as big a deal as it was maybe four or five years ago? That you know you've had a, a campaign. Away from home, you know, you're, you're used to now. Well, I think Simple Stadium is probably a home away from home for Waterford, really. Uh, Jack, I don't think the players really mind, um, you know, lining out there. I don't think the supporters mind going there. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's a huge factor, um, you know, um, but obviously it probably it probably levels up the, the, the playing field, really. Um, I'm sure Limerick would much prefer to be going to to Simple Stadium rather than, than going to Welsh Park. Um, so um, I don't I don't think it's a massive factor. Um, and even the management team have said they won't be really using it as an excuse. Um, if, if Waterford um, go out at round robin early as they did last year, I don't think you could really put that forward as a as a, a major reason or excuse for that, I don't think. Yeah, and I suppose starting with Limerick then as well, you know, would you have preferred maybe not facing the All Ireland champions first out, or does it give you a chance to regroup if it doesn't go your way? And if you put in a good performance, it gives you confidence. Yeah, look, um, it's 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 probably it's not the opening game that you want really, especially the form uh, that Limerick are in. It's, it's probably the last thing that you want. Um, I think the big thing for Waterford is um, they need a performance. Um, they need something to cling to really. I don't think we've seen the real Waterford probably since um, that game against Limerick this time last year in the Gaelic Grounds in the Munster Championship when 
you know, they got rid of a score of Limerick and, you know, the ball was landing around the square deep into injury time and Nicky Quaid ran out and there was a massive roar in, in the Gaelic grounds that night. Um, you know, since then, Waterford haven't really performed or flat against Cork, you know, collapsed completely against Clare. Um, they've only played in patches during the league. So, you know, Waterford need a performance, I think, um, on, on Sunday. Um, they'll probably be hoping to, to bring Limerick down the stretch. Um, I think they're probably looking at the bigger picture, Jack. I think Cork is going to be probably a season-defining game as it was last year. I think Waterford will probably have a lot of their injured players back for that game. Um, they're, they're, they're talking about maybe looking at the Munster Championship in two blocks, looking at the Limerick and Cork game as the, uh, Limerick and Cork games as the first block. If they were to get two points out of those two games, I think Waterford would be, be really, really happy. What Waterford don't need on Sunday is a, is a really heavy and damaging defeat because then confidence would be really low uh, going to play Cork in, in Parky Cueve in round two. Yeah, and I suppose history will tell us that Limerick have had a huge advantage over, over Waterford. There was obviously heavy wins in 18 and 19 in the round robin and then Munster and All-Ireland finals, All-Ireland semi-final. But the most recent encounter was definitely the most positive for Waterford and there has to be something from that, even though, you know, Keane Lynch got injured the same day. You mentioned Deirdre Daly went off and Aaron Galan, you know, <laughs> scored around him afterwards. That You have to take confidence from that most recent encounter. Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. And, like, Dizzy Hutchinson had a terrific game that night on Sean Finn, and that doesn't happen very often to to Sean Finn. And that's, an, that's another matchup to really look forward to. On Sunday is, is the battle between between those two. Um, so yeah, there is positives to be taken. But as you mentioned, like Limerick have had the upper hand over Waterford ever since John Coyley took over. I think it's six championship games, six wins, and some of them, you know, you know, pr- pretty emphatic. Um, I think I think looking at at Sunday's game, I think the 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 big difference is you know the the strength and depth that Limerick have. I think Limerick, um, you know, panel wise look even stronger than they did last year, especially with Keane Lynch and Peter Casey now back fit. Um, you know, they've great options to come off the bench. And I think that could be the decisive factor um between the two teams on Sunday, especially when it comes to the final quarter. I think Limerick just have that that strength and depth. Matt, I'll throw it back over to you there because I did cut across you there as you as you dropped. Yeah just reflecting on it, Tom um, Waterford seemed to have a very fraught and frosty relationship with, with, with the Round Robin series. Um, they, they've, they've played 12 games to date and just one win, and that was against Tipperary last year. And the immediate aftermath of winning the league, you put your finger on why Waterford haven't adapted to the system like the other four counties. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. It's probably something that everyone is trying to figure out down here, Matt. Um, I think if you look at it, um, I think it's probably the injuries to key players um, is probably one of the factors I put it down to. If you look back at the, the first year the Watford went into it in 18, they went down to Clare and lost a heap of key players in the very, very first match. Um, if you look back at last year, Watford also lost a lot of players due to injury. Jamie Barron, Ty de Borca, Connor Prunty, Earl Daly, as I mentioned earlier. 
So going into this campaign, it's so important that Waterford keep their main men fit. And some of them have been pretty injury-prone over the years, the likes of Austin Gleeson, um, Connor Prunty, uh, Ty De Borca, Jamie Barron. Those four, Waterford need those four players on the pitch because they don't have ready-made replacements. Like, you know, Limerick lost Keane Lynch last year and were able to replace them and were able to go on and win the All-Ireland. Waterford need to keep those key men on, on the field. I think that's probably the big reason that Waterford haven't, you know, succeeded in, in the round robin. They've had those injuries and they haven't had the strength and depth to, to cope with those losses. Yeah, I know my, I, it might be a, a ridiculous question, um, but what will it take from Waterford um, to get off to a winning start on Sunday? That's a big one, Matt. <laughs> um, I was oh, uh, a big one for you, Tom. <laughs> um, if I'm to be perfectly honest, Matt, I think it's probably going to take maybe, uh, probably maybe a freak event like maybe a, a Limerick red card. Definitely, you know, Limerick to underperform and Waterford to overperform. I'd say it would probably take Waterford to maybe score a couple of goals. Um, you know, particularly maybe from from Desi and and from Michael Kiley. Um, I think and de- and then at the other end to keep the goals out as well for, you know, someone like you know Connor Pronty to you know keep hold of 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 Aaron Galan. All those things I think will have to 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 come together. I think the like you know the expectation is 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 very low uh, down here. I think don't think anybody's expecting Waterford to win on Sunday, but. To put it up to Limerick, to bring them down the stretch, um, to give a performance, I think you know Waterford would 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 take that um, going into the Cork game in in, in round two. It'll it'll definitely, it definitely take it off. Hope we have a good game on Sunday, Tomas. Absolutely, Matt. Absolutely. Yeah. Before before you go, Tomas, um, obviously we spoke in depth about. The game Sunday and you saw that bigger picture. Um, do you see Watford getting out of Munster? Yeah, it's it's so tricky, Jack. It's so tricky. Like you could, like Limerick, they're na- they're nailed on. Everybody will will see Limerick qualifying. Um, but you could make a strong case for any of the other four teams. Really, I was I was looking through it. Um, I think. Waterford could pick up wins against Cork and Clare. Um, I think those are the two games could be targeting. Um, so that might bring them onto four points, and that might just be enough to get them over the line. Um, they'll definitely they're definitely hoping to come into the last game against Tipperary that um, derby match or grudge match against Liam Cahill with with something on the line. Um, you know that'd be absolutely brilliant. Um, so I think Waterford might sneak through on four points. I think they might come in third. I think Tipperary might come in second and uh, Limerick the top of the table. So those three to come out. Yeah, it, it's it's so hard to call, but it's it's what makes the Munster Championship so special, I think, is that any team could beat any team, Limerick included, on their day. But Tomas, you've been a gentleman with your time. I'm sure we'll cross paths in Turles uh, this Sunday. And best look for the year. Thanks a million for coming on and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Matt. Good to chat to you.
Thanks a million. Talk on Sunday, Tom. No, that was Tomas McCarthy. We got the water due there, Matt. Um, I think it's fair to say that they, they're they not expecting much from this weekend's game, but not ruling out either. I'd always be wary of Waterford. You know, they're player-wise, I think they're as good as it gets in Ireland. They just haven't been able to put it together in recent years, but they do have players to hurt you, the likes of Callum Lyons, Daisy Hutchinson, even Patrick Fitzgerald coming off the bench. Oh, yeah. I, I thought we got a very fair appraisal of the whole thing there from, from Tomas. Like, he, he, you know, he, he, he was stating the facts and um, he, he wasn't overly playing it down. And um, he didn't entirely, towards the end of the interview there or towards the end of the debate there, um, discount the possibility uh, um, of, of, of a Waterford victory. I, I thought we got a very fair assessment from him and a very fair, um, you know... Um, yeah you know, picture of, of wh- wh- where Waterford are at. And, um, yeah, look, it, it's all adding up to being a very... Munster Championship is an intriguing competition, Jack, and the opening round is always intriguing, whether it would be a knockout or whether it would be in the present format. You know, um, there, there is it, it's a championship that there is something special about. Mm. And, you know... At, at, at the risk of insulting the all and sundry around the country, like it's the best provincial championship. And now I, I hear this thing about the Ulster Championship and about the uncertainty um, as who might win it and all this sort of thing. But like there is nothing like the Munster Senior Hurling Championship, Jack. And I, you know, you, I, I bid, I, I, I beg for forgiveness if people accuse me of, of being biased or if I am biased, but. Um, Look, it's a very, very special competition, and the uncertainty—the uncertainty is what makes it special. Yeah, definitely. you know, and the, the and this year is 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 no different, right? Limerick are the farm team that that the, the recently crowned league champions, and um, like they're in a good place. They have a they're they're in a new place in 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 that they're going for a fifth. Um, Munster Senior title in a row for the first time ever. They're in a new place because they're starting out on the road for a, 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 um, a record equaling Fort All Ireland in a row. So um, that will, of course, bring a certain amount of pressure with it as well. But um, I, I, I think it's one of the hallmarks of, of John Kylie and Paul Kinnerk and their, their management team that they, they seem to uh, um, be able to cushion and and um, cut off their players from that kind of talk and and focus solely on the job that's immediately in front of them. And I, I, I'm sure since the league final um, records or anything like that will not feature in any of the discourse of the discussions and it will be the first round of the Munster Championship against Waterford, first, second, third and no more. Yeah, and I, I think the thing with Limerick is there's there's freshness in the squad you know, we'd say Shane O'Brien, Fergal O'Connor, Jimmy Quilty. Now, I know the boys are there at the end of last year, but for them, you know, they're looking for a first Munster Championship. Like Carl O'Neill and Colin Coughlin mm-hmm. are looking for, you know, a third, whereas, like, Declan Hannon is looking for a sixth, you know. So, they're all coming from different parts. I think that's what keeps it fresh, that there's new faces coming in looking to add to their own collection or, or start their own collection. But this weekend, Sunday alone... Um, I'm going to guess that you're going to guess Limerick to win. Do you think they'll win? How much do you think Limerick will win by um, 
I don't think I don't think it's going to be a runaway like what um, that Tomas was briefly fearing about there. Um, I I I think if Limerick win by five or six points, that that will be it, you know. And you you referenced young players coming through there, and you're absolutely right. And and uh, you, you know the beauty about it is that uh, you'd have to say that 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 um, Cahal O'Neill and Colin Coughlin in particular have have moved that step closer. Towards towards a starting fifteen players, which is hugely encouraging, and that 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 it's even more encouraging when you consider that it's in a squad that now has um, Keen Lynch and Peter Casey back, and yeah. um, you know they 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 they're making waves in what is now a stronger squad than it was uh, twelve months ago. Yeah, well, I'll 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 come in there now, and I know you don't like picking the team, but. What is your team for for Sunday for the first round of the championship? We'll say if you you've last year's All Ireland team, what what would you change from that? Well, I I I think it, there's no debate about the goal. I suppose Hendiky, you you've Sean Finn and and um, uh, Barry Nash will be in the corners. I think there might be a certain amount of debate about the cornerback position. Uh, sorry, the full-back position, oh, yeah. I suppose. The fact that, that um, Mike Casey suffered a knock in the last game, you could see Dan Morrissey reverting back there. I think it'll be the tried and trusted centre um, uh, half-back line of of Dermot Burns, uh, Declan Hannon and oh, Kyle man. Hayes. Midfield, you're, you're Darrow Donovan and one of three, I would imagine. Um, Willem O'Donoghue, Cahal O'Neill and um, Barry Murphy. Yeah, uh, I would imagine that, you know, the tried and trusted, I suppose, Willem O'Donoghue, um, I think will probably get the nod. And I, I, I think that I think after that, the, the, the forward line peaks itself. I think it's going to be Garod Hegarty, Keane Lynch, Tom Morrissey, Adam Galland, Seamus Flanagan, Peter Casey. I, that's, the, that's the starting team from the 21 All-Ireland, um, mm. if Dan starts at three. I think the big, the big debate there is at three. Um, between between Dan, three three uh, and who will partner Darrow Donovan, who's in smashing form this year? Well, for me, it's it's Will Donovan yeah. every day of the week. I just think Will is yeah. so important to the team. Now, mm. Barry Murphy has been excellent when he was in there, and Colin Neal has the talent. But I I would have Will as one of my first names in the team sheet. Yeah, I do think we could see Kyle in the forwards at some stage. It's just something I think with with Dan and Mike, it gives you the license to play Kyle. Like I'd hate to come up against a forward line that would have Kyle Hayes, Aaron Galan, and, and maybe Seamus Flanagan and you know drop a few bombs in on top of them and see see how they go. But I would agree with you. I think it would be the twenty twenty one team with maybe if there was one change, Mike Casey in for Dan Morrissey. But um look it's 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 luxury when, that John Kylie has these players to choose from. I, I, I dislike trying to second guess John Kylie because you'll always end up with egg in your face, but um um, that's just my thoughts on this particular one. Yeah. No, we could see, you know, that's an extremely strong team. You could shoehorn in, you know, Colin Coughlin in at wing back or Cahal O'Neill at wing forward, you know, and give them their, you know, their real breakthrough in championship. I know Colin O'Neill started a couple of games. That was more due mm-hmm. down to Keane being injured. That He could look at it and say, you know the way during the league he integrates four or five every game. Mm-hmm. He might just say... Yeah. I'll add in one or two in this game. You know, there is scope for, you know, a player to give him a chance um, on, on Sunday. 
there is and then the, it, um the the that that would lead to you having a very very strong bin. The, the spin off of it would be a very very strong bench, like yeah. because um, like the the players that we mentioned, like um, you know, like it's frightening to think that one or two might end up on the bench. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Rich English or Graham Mulcahy yet, and they're both all stars. No. You know, that would be starting yeah. for a better team. So and you know like. I thought last year Dave Reedy was really pushing for a starting place and injury has just allowed players to get in front of him. But David is a, is a live contender for midfield and wing forward if he's fit. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's just the luxury that Limerick have at their disposal. But um, if I was to put it to you, and I do this every week, but this is the one that I suppose really counts because the Munster Championship is starting. Your, your, your rank them, your one to five. How you how you see the month's championship table finishing at the end of the round, Robin? Limerick, Tip and Cork. Limerick, Tip, Cork. Um, and then Waterford, Clare. It's torn to Clare, Waterford, probably. Clare, Waterford, I think. Uh, the injuries, um, it, like Austin Gleeson, will be a huge loss to Waterford. Um Earle Daly as well, and Shane McNulty. You, you, you're talking about three very experienced players there. Yeah, but um, I, I know. I know. Tomas said that 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 uh, they were hopeful that um, Austin Thiessen would be fit to face Cork the following week. You know, which would be um, which would be a major boost. Um, I find it interesting that he 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 spoke about targeting the Cork game, especially Cork and Parky Cueve. I think would be a very very difficult animal. Yeah, maybe the the wide open pitch it would suit them. For me. Limerick number one. Um, I've I've a feeling for Cork that is getting less and less as we get closer, and I do have a feeling for Watford. Um, but if I was to pick, I would probably have Clare ahead of Tipperary as well. I just I don't know what damage that Limerick result will have done to Tipperary. If I was to call it right now, I'd say Limerick, Cork, Watford. But I'd have Clare as my as my fourth team. Now one of us will be left with egg in our face, as so often is the case. Um, board of Limerick, board of Cork, but it it can go anyway, Matt. Like I mean, it's not out of the realm's possibility that. Um, yeah, but I think that one thing the fact that, that we are having this, de- the fact that we are having this debate and the content of this debate gives you an idea of 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 you know what the Munster Championship is all about. You know, yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. as I said at the uh, at the outset, I, I I I suppose it's 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 greatest hallmark and trademark is its uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, I suppose the only surprising thing would be is if Limerick don't make it. I think that would be by far and away the most surprising thing. But do you think they'll they'll go unbeaten, or do you think they'll there'll be a blip with the fact that they have four games? You know they can afford a blip. With with four games, you can afford a blip. But you, you know, use it whether they whether whether they will have a blip or not. Um, you would have to say on current form they won't, but the yeah. but the, the the championship is a totally different animal to the league, Jack. Yeah, you know what what has gone what has gone on in the league. You know, I, I I can imagine the Limerick camp at this stage have parked that completely forgotten. This is a new, you know, this is a new space they're in. This is a new scenario, and. Um, I suppose that's one of the great strengths of the Limerick uh, of the Limerick setup. Uh, you know, they take it block by block, game by game, 
and um, what has happened in the league now is history. Yeah. And consigned to the history books. Um, what matters now is what happened between the white lines and Tullus on Sunday. Yeah. It's hard. The closer we get to the championship, I think it's harder and harder to see past Limerick. Moving on, then out of Munster. So you're saying Limerick Cork tip. I think Limerick Cork Waterford. In Leinster, your three, I, I'm going to say Kenny, Galway and Wexford. I, I, I can't disagree with you. Um, yeah, I can't um, disagree with you. And um, I think Galway will probably put down a, a huge marker in that regard. They have an opportunity to do so. They play Wexford in the opening round in Salt Hill and then they go to Nolan Park seven days later where they win those two games, which I think they have a real chance. I think it will be it will be Galway for pole position in Leinster then, but um, of course the Leinster final will be a different story, you know. Yeah, um, both have Limerick to win Munster. Yeah, I think they probably will. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think, think so too. Will. And Leinster, Kilkenny four in a row, or Galway to upset the odds. I, I have a feeling for Galway. Yeah. Jack, I, you... I'm of the opinion. I'm of the opinion. Irrespective of the result in Salt Hill, that Galway are the nearest to Limerick. Yeah, it's like they have they have shown it. Like they haven't been blown out of the water and, at any stage. Everyone and, has had their baiting against Limerick Park Galway. Yeah. And they've come they they, they, they they have what other teams have, they've come closest in terms of the physicality that other counties have have, have not matched. And I think that yeah. would be very important. Yeah, I I still have a sneaky feeling for Kilkenny to win Leinster again. Um, but call not Ireland finalist then. I See, the big thing for, for Galway and Kilkenny, that if that is the Leinster final and Lim, if Limerick win the Munster final, that if you win Leinster, you're avoiding Limerick till, till All-Ireland final day. And I think that's a huge carrot. No, we're getting way far ahead of ourselves. This is talk for June. But would you... Expect the would say the two provincial champions to get to the final. It may not necessarily follow. Yeah. You know, when, when Cork get out of Munster, they're a they're a tough cookie to beat now. Yeah, and like you could have um, you know, if you don't get your provincial final, you have a chance preliminary quarter final. Mm-hmm. You'll have a chance. You know, you might have built up some sort of momentum, and I think the main thing is to not be on Limerick side. If at all possible, yeah, you. I think that you know there's a possibility, Jack, that you could have repeated the twenty-one final. Twenty-one, Cork, Kilkenny, or Cork, Limerick. Cork and Limerick. I think I think it'll be Limerick, Kilkenny. Um, but are we saying a first ever four in a row for Limerick if we're calling it now on the nineteenth of April? And the 19th of April on forum, it's four in a row for Limerick, but there's many a, co- a slip between cup and lip. There, there, there is, there is the, the bare pit of the Munster Championship to go through, which could change everything. And uh, the whole narrative surrounding the, the invincibility of Limerick um, could be changed come half, half past three, four o'clock next Sunday, next Sunday evening. Beauty of the round robin, it changes like that, you know. If Waterford beat Limerick and whoever wins between Clare and Tip, you know, it could change the entire landscape of the championship. But for right now, on farm, there is only there's one team to beat, and thank God for us, that is Limerick. Um, 
just the kind of individual awards, and you you don't have to restrict it to to one name, but we'll say hurler of the year. You, you know who who are you thinking in that in that category? Well, I, I, I'm thinking of Dermot Burns and Barry Nash. And um, and I would not discount a certain Keen Lynch. Yeah, <laughs> and, very, very, very hard know, to go against Keen. And the form he showed in the league final, um, Galan. Yeah, if I was thinking, I, on my walk this morning, I was thinking about it, and Aaron Galan was a name that I couldn't, couldn't pull away from it. I was looking at the highlights yesterday of the games last year, and for me, Aaron Galan was harder of the year going into the All Ireland final. And Hugh Lawler did a really, really good job. And Deanna Burns had another great game and never let his level slip. But I thought Aaron was phenomenally good in the early rounds and even in the in the semi-final against Galway. For me, if I was if I was backing a hurler of the year, it would be Aaron Galan right now. But, but as we said, there's a lot of hurling to be done. For young hurler of the year... Um, but can, I, can I put a little caveat? You can, of course. Um, we seem to forget our number one. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. It's just so rare a goal he gets it. I mean, like that, we, that's we the point our, I'm making. We had our that's MVPs the point I'm making. Year. We had our MVPs last week, and the equate was unanimous, picked by both of us, and there was no, there's no question there. So, could be the first man to win her of the year from goals, I'd imagine. You stuck me on that now, Jack. Yeah, I think so. Um, young hurler but, of the but year. But you see, there, there, there's, there's a propensity to disregard the goalkeeper, you know. Well, but as I, I said on last week's cast, uh, Nicky Quaid has brought the goalkeeping to a new level. Yeah, I suppose there's there's more um, there's more respect, recognition, appreciation on goalies these days. So maybe maybe Nicky can continue to buck the trend as he so often does. Um, young hurler of the year. If it still only applies to under twenties, you know, I think Billy Drennan is the obvious candidate. Um, yeah. Or maybe someone like Ben Cunningham from Cork. It probably just and is very. I'll stop you, Patrick O'Donovan from Limerick. Yeah. See, I think the thing with Limerick is the the squad is so strong they don't need to use the likes of Adam English, Pat, um, mm. Shane O'Brien. That they can, like Carl O'Neill, you know, if Carl O'Neill had played for a different county, he'd be starting every week for the last three or four years. Limerick don't have to do that. So I just think Billy Drennan, you know, Ben Cunningham, maybe even Patrick Crotty, these lads will get a lot of game time, whereas the Limerick Owen, lads will Downey is another contender there. Yeah, you know, I just think those boys will get more game time, um, mm. if anything. Um, but if I was to call it, I, I'd, say, I'd say Billy Drennan. Um, I know he wasn't great against Sean Finn. Who is? To be fair. Uh, well, that, that's uh, that's that that's no that no stain on his, you know. No, no, some of the best forwards in the country have come against him and and got nothing yeah. for us. Um, and then top score, which could go anywhere if you. Oh God, I'm Galan. See, see dear, we will take a lot of scores from Aaron. That was the only thing. Um, well, um, I, I, I still, yeah, I think Am Galam will be the top scorer. I think Conor Cooney will be top scorer. I just think he takes all the frees for Galway. I think it'll make a yeah. big difference. But I do think Aaron Glenn will be harder of the year, though. So, um, 
we'll, we'll see how those we'll see how those pan out. Um, both had Limerick to win Munster. You're saying Galway for Leinster. I'm saying Kilkenny, Limerick for All Ireland. Um, Alan Galan right up there for the year, but caveat for Keane Lynch, Trevor Burns, and Barry Nash. Um, and Young and Nicky Quaid. Oh, and Nicky Quaid. Um, but we we'll see we'll see how those pan out, Matt. Um, we'll keep an eye on. But as we said, this Sunday could uh could put a dampener on all those things, or they could get it off to the to the right foot. But Huge game, huge weekend ahead of us, and one uh, we're, we're certainly looking forward to. Um, just staying in Hurling uh, briefly, Matt, you were in Turles last night um, for the Limerick Miners. What a game, first and foremost. What a brilliant exhibition of Hurling from two sides. I know Tipperary are out and they've lost all their games, and Limerick have won all their games, but you know it was a brilliant, brilliant occasion. Brilliant players on both sides. Like Robbie Ryan was obviously the standout for Tipperary. Um, Robert Farrell was brilliant for Limerick but Limerick had a lot of good players all over the park three from three really good signs from Evan Loftus' team yeah you know it, 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 it was a fascinating game in many ways like um, um, at the end of the first quarter you thought you know that Limerick were going to run away with this um, they were winning eight points to two and by half time, Tipperary had turned it right around, thanks to Robbie Ryan. Um, I, I, I think he was they, 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 they outscored in the second quarter. They outscored Limerick ten points to two. I think he must have got about eight of them at yeah. that stage. He got three in a row at one stage, and he he got a couple of of doubles. Like um, you know, he, the guy, the Holy Crossman, was on fire. Um, but overall, it, it it was a very very good performance by Limerick. Um. Like, Tip really threw everything at him, you know, just to give a background to it. Um, Tipperary were Munster and All-Ireland champions, and it was their last chance to stay afloat in this year's competition. And they really threw the kitchen sink at Limerick, but um, Limerick found a response. They introduced Patrick Carney after half time, and he, he, he made a big difference. He, he had a couple of points on the board within five minutes of coming on. And um, and Limerick went four points clear again, and then Tipperary came back. They got a goal, um, a goal that I looked, I thought was going over the bar, but it nestled in the t- in the top corner of the net, and um, it dragged them right back into it. And it was nip and tuck after that, hugely, hugely exciting, and uh, a, you know, a very, very exciting finale to it. And Jack Cosgrove then came up with that winning point. Um, at the finish, um, you know, it was, it was a brave effort to go for it, and and he got it, and he got it from distance. Um, but time was probably up, and um, the draw would have been suffice for Limerick to qualify. Um, but that was really the icing and the cake. Kieran O'Regan blew the whistle after after immediately after that. So um, yeah, look, Evan Loftus can be very very happy. And I suppose the most pleasing aspect of it, Jack, is um, it, it was another stern test for his team. Um, they, they got a stern test from Waterford in the first round, but that was mainly due to the adverse conditions, <coughs> which they found a response to. Then, then they met Claire in the second round, another, another really stern test. And then they moved out of the comfort zone of, of the Gaelic grounds um, to Turles 
last night and got a very, very good result. Um, um, just just a small bit wondering, um, Jack, um, from what I saw of Tipperary last night, just wondering why they're out of the championship um, with, with, with the type of performance. Now, speaking to people um, there and people from, from Tipperary after, in the aftermath of the game last night, um, the consensus was that it was by far and away Tip's best performance of the year. But alas, um, for the Munster All Ireland champions, it came too late. They yeah. very, came very, very, very close um, to derailing Limerick's unbeaten run last night, Jack. The thing there is, you know, you, you wonder how Tipperary didn't make it out. But like this, like the senior, that's the Munster Championship for you. You know, any team can beat anyone on their given day. And if you if you've an off day, you'll be beaten. But well done to Evan Loftus and his side. Yeah. Whether whether Robert Rafael was going for a goal or not, he'll tell you he was. And look, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Brilliant finish. Well, uh, brilliant, brilliant game. Uh, that's the second win. great goal Robert O'Farrell has got in this championship. Yeah, he scored a lovely one against Clare as well. So got he's a great an eye for goal against Clare. You know, he, he, he has an eye for goal. Got yeah, he got three as well. points as well, you know. So, um, yeah, look, um, Limerick, um, Limerick are true. The, the, the permutations are that it's, it's a straight shootout <laughs> next Tuesday night between Cork and Limerick for the Munster final place. Clare can get into the Munster final directly. Yeah, but they're because safe in third. We'll say they're safe in the semi-final. Uh, they're safe in, in, in the semi-final. Uh, a, a draw, a draw will send Limerick into the final. A win will send a win for Cork will send them into the final on scoring difference. Yeah. So yeah, down to the last down to the last day, but Limerick can rest easy that they'll have a semi final at the least contentment in the Munster Minor Championship. So the well done to Evan Loftus and his side. Um the minor footballers got their campaign off to start last Thursday since we were last beaten beaten one eleven to seven by Tipperary in McNeville Park. Um, really slow start by Limerick. They went down six points, nothing. Came back a small bit without their captain and, and main man, Nate O'Shea, their only survivor from last year, which you know is yeah. difficult to deal with. But they have a make or break game now this Thursday against Clare in Milton Melbay. Clare were impressive 3 12 8 winners over Waterford. It's going to be difficult for, for John Ryan and his team. Oh, it's going to be a difficult task. Um, now, Limerick were in a similar situation last year. They lost to Tipperary in the first round and yeah. subsequently went, went on to to um, beat Clare and, and beat Waterford. But but on the evidence of what I saw last Thursday night, I, 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 I'm not very optimistic that, that Lightning will strike twice. Um, yeah, although there, there are a lot of similarities. Last year, Clare had a big win over Watford, even a bigger win than they had this year. Um, but, you know, Milltown Malbay is a cauldron. It's a very, very difficult place to go at the best of times and win. So, um, yeah, I, I think it, um, I, I, I'll be surprised if Limerick come out of it with a win. Obviously, I hope with all my being they do. But I think it's it's going to be very very difficult. Aidan O'Shea is a huge loss. But I I I would have I would have to mention Evan Curry, the yeah. the lad from the day, um, the stand-in captain. I thought he was absolutely outstanding, and it certainly wasn't his fault that we lost last Thursday night. Um, like he he took on the captaincy, led from the front, got four of our seven points. Um, 
I thought it was a very, very good display by him, a very, very good young footballer. And um Yeah, a huge positive. We, we, there. we were left we were left to wonder, you know, had had he been partnered by Aidan O'Shea on the evening, you know, would we possibly have a different result? Maybe yeah. not. But we certainly would have a closer game. Yeah. Look, the, the the hope is this Thursday they can repeat what they did last year, take the final round, and I think two wins will should guarantee their place. Um, Owen Tipperary to beating um Clare or Waterford, but uh, the best look to John Ryan and his team um on Thursday in that second game, Milton Melbe. Well, Limerick, well, Limerick can, well, Limerick and and Waterford to lose on Thursday night. It would manifest. I suppose the greatest weakness of this type of of, of the round robin system, whereby um, you 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 would have um, Clare and Tipperary meeting in the in the in the final round, and then again meeting in the final, and you'd have Limerick and Waterford meeting in in an absolute dead rubber, and um, you you have a similar situation in the minor hurling because um, Tipperary are due to play at Waterford. Um, Next, next um, Tuesday night in the minor hurling championship, and and both sides are out. You 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 wonder about the value of playing these games in these situations. But um, I know the championships have have to be finished out. But um, like it leads to meaningless games. I I don't know what the answer to it is, Jack. But I, I'm just yeah. saying it's it's one of the inherent weaknesses of uh, and the inherent flaws in that type of system. Yeah. Look. Yeah, I think the overall system works. There are going to be issues, but I think there'll be issues anywhere you go. Now, there, there could be a way to rectify that. Um, but look, hopefully Limerick won't have to worry about that. Hopefully there'll be a win. Um, hopefully there'll be a win on Thursday night in Milton Melbe and you'll be confident then going down or welcoming Waterford. The following week um, was also a disappointing uh, week for the Limerick under-20 footballers. They were beaten comprehensively by Cork in Parky Cueve on Monday night uh, 2.13 to 6. That finished. Limerick didn't get a score from play. Um, just physically um, weren't at the races with Cork. Um, they were a bit off form as well, but I think physicality was one thing that really stood out below in Park. Yeah, they, they, you know, they matched them for... for um... Uh, for periods in the middle third. Um, overall, Jack, look, it, it was a hugely disappointing night for Limerick football, uh, I thought, anyway. But I, I, I give them a bit of slack in, in so far as that 17 of the squad that Shane Kelly took down to Cork last um, last Monday night, uh, and I was at it, um, are eligible again next year, you know? Which, um, yeah. like, as I put it to him afterwards, um um, you know, is 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 twenty twenty three more a means from a, a means to an end? Because you must recall that um, it, it, two years ago, Limerick reached the Munster final and almost pipped Cork. Um, they were only beaten in the last ten minutes. Um, so, like that, there would be hopes that the, those would have stepped up to the under twenty level next next year and. Um, it, it was a good idea to give them a good run in, in the under-20. But if you look at the under-20 overall, Jack, um, I, I, you know, in, in contrast to what it used to be, 
Um, now, it's still a straight knockout, um, um, which hasn't changed and which there, there's a lot of discourse going on at the moment as to why it should be the odd championship out without a second chance and without this sort of thing. But um, uh, previously, like the, the inception of the development leagues, um, you know, has, has made it much more, more worthwhile. And um, Limerick played six games at under-20 level this year, Jack. And they won three of them. Yeah. You know, and which they is, won the games they're we, expected to win as well. Yes. You know. Yes, like we, we beat Tipperary, we beat Offaly, and we beat Waterford. You know? Yeah, so, it, um, uh, it, it was very, very hard to judge um, how good Cork were last last Monday night. Um, because, as, as you said in your opening remarks there, in, in connection with this game, that um, it, it, it was coupled with Cork being a strong team and, and um, Limerick being off colour. No question about that. They lost him at Richter during the second half to injury and also Jack McCarthy. But um, there's no sugarcoating it, Jack. It was a disappointing performance by Limerick. But like when you dig down into it, um, you know, there, there is hope there. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, you you would certainly say that Shane Kelly and his management team are going in the right direction, and um, I, I, you know, it was a deep affair, Jack, to 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 put um, as many as seventeen players that are, that are eligible again next year in this year, you know. Um, yeah, but, you know, and you mentioned long- those those boys are the lads that got Limerick to Munster final, so next year is their year, and he's got. Um, they yeah. they can drive on, but um, in terms of football, the big one this weekend is, is the senior championship game against Clare, uh, this Saturday evening in the Gaelic Crowns. Uh, I was talking to Pat earlier, uh, and this is what he had to say. No, joined by Pat Rennan ahead of this Saturday's Munster Senior Football Championship semi final between Limerick and Clare in the Gaelic Crowns. I suppose first and foremost, Pat. Some people are a bit surprised that it is Clare in the Gaelic Crowns, but I don't think you're 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 of that opinion. No, um, we were chatting off air there, and even I was last week when I was asking lads what they think was going to be the result between Clare and Cork and Edmund. People were Cork, and uh, I just I just had a real fancy. I know it's easy afterwards say, oh yeah, it's easy to say that, but I had a real fancy for Clare. I just haven't. Seeing what they've produced over the league, like they're so unlucky against the likes of Dublin. Like they had that match won, and against Kildare, they had that match won two or three times. Um, and just the standard that they usually produce, and given as well that Cork really hadn't that much to play for. In this, obviously, Cork wanted to get to the final, but they were already almost guaranteed Sam Maguire. And just I remember reading Gary Brennan's article last week in the Examiner about how not competing in the Sam Maguire would, would have been such a, a blow for Clare. And it just felt reading between the lines and knowing the standard of player they have, that they'd be really coming out of the traps to beat Cork. They'd have no real fear from either. I know they got hammered by them in the league maybe three or four weeks previously, but they learned an awful lot from that game. And I just had a sneaky suspicion. And I suppose they, they did ride their luck early on in that game. I think Cork hit the crossbar for a goal and that would have changed things. But... From halftime onwards in that game, it sounded like they completely dominated. So, wasn't that surprised um, uh, that they beat Cork? Because look, that's the standard Clare producing for a good few years now. And 
I suppose Lyrical still be heavy underdogs, but probably would prefer Clare at home than Cork away. Yeah, look, mentally, it's it's probably a little easier if you're asking uh, player-wise, like having gone to Cork, Limerick would have travelled to Cork and got an absolute hammering in the league, like I think conceded six or seven goals. Um, and just, I suppose, traditionally, that famous word tradition, that Limerick teams, no, they'd always fancy their chances against Cork, but they'd have no hang-ups either about playing the likes of Clare, you know, so as much as Clare have been fantastic since Colin Collins took over 10 years ago, like they've been so consistent, there just isn't the same hang-up. And I suppose having them in the Gaelic grounds as well, even though it's not a fair trip for Clare either, but just getting to play at home is, is a big thing in championship. Not that you'll have a fantastic atmosphere at Renton, but just the familiarity with the pitch and, and the lads used to playing there and having played there during the league. It's a, all these things add up to, to giving you a, a bit extra of a chance, we'll say. Yeah, I, they played, I suppose, in the quarterfinal last year, coming in very different circumstances this year. How hard is it to get over the league when, when you have been relegated the way Limerick are relegated? Um, yeah, I, I've I've been relegated both ways. Once One time when you knew going into the last match, you were already relegated. And another time uh, when you just found out after the final whistle that you've, you've, you've gone down even though you've won your game. So... While at the time it's 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 tough to take um, with the when you we'll say if you bring it to the last day and you lose out it is tough to take, but you probably do take more away from that in the long run. Um, there are very few high points for Limerick during the league. A lot a lot of low points. I suppose the Mead game would would be the highest of the high points. Um, that was on the Gaelic grounds. They were Limerick the same day were. They looked like Limerick last year, we'll say. They just had that that go about them, that energy about them. Put up 17 points, which is a massive score, really, for in comparison to what they were scoring the rest of the league. Um, against Kildare, they had chances. They probably didn't produce the same performance as the Mead game, but they certainly had goal chances that day. Um, is it hard? Look, I've always found if the league doesn't go well for you, this is just from my experience, that usually you have a kick in you when it comes to championship. You just do because... You, you don't feel like you've achieved anything. You feel like you've a few wrongs to right. And I would hope that there, that would be the same in the camp with Limerick. They're a month out from after playing Clare and Innes. It'll be a month between the end of the league and the match Saturday. So it's a good amount of time to circle the wagons. And, and I, I would hope for a, for a good showing on Saturday. Are you expecting that they'll have regrouped enough to be competitive at the least, I suppose? Yeah, I, I would because, look... There's the league. Everything has been a bit of a mess this so far this year, with with a lot of things in the background and just different things. And even on the playing field, like you're going into the year without Josh for the whole year, who was a focal point in the full forward line last year. You're missing Daryl Tracy, who's who's looks to have finished up with possibly with Limerick. Who knows? A, a vital cog in the middle, but you still have a good spine there in the backs. Like you still have Donald Goals, Brian Fenning, Sean O'Dea, Ian Corbett. By all accounts, uh, Cardin to Mark Fitz is is going to be back and healthy, which is massive for Limerick. So having a strong base like that, it does give you a bit of confidence going in. The thing will be, can can they get enough scores up the other end? Um, it's it's been a problem during the league. Like you're you're missing even going into the match now on Saturday, you're missing probably Adrian Inright through suspension as well, who was who who played that championship match there against Clare last year and had a fantastic year last year. So it's up to other people to pick up the pieces. Like Carl Downs has been a good addition to the group this year. Barry Coleman, he's I think it's his second year been involved, has 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 shown his ability as well. Like, but 
you'll need other people to do step up, but it certainly gives confidence when you have the likes of Ian, Killin Fahey, Brian Fanning, Sean O'Dee still knocking around in, in the Limerick half of the field. So far this year, we, we've seen like, like Ian Sheehan kind of moving around, Paul Maher in the forwards, Killin Ryan the forwards that we've known in the backs. Would you rather see him kind of revert back to what we saw last year or... Yeah, look, I suppose Keane got his All-Star playing, or his All-Star nomination, we'll say, playing at, at wing-back. Um, so I wasn't really sure why. Look, it's it's always worth trying different things, but I wasn't really sure why he was moved away from that position. It, it looked like by the end of the league, he was kind of moving back towards that position again because I do think if Limerick are to... I know we're looking at getting some scores, but if, if it turns into a shootout on Saturday and the weather doesn't look hectic, so it mightn't, but if it does turn into a shootout... Unless Limerick are getting a lot of goals, like that clear forward line with M. McMahon, Keelix Sexton is back now from injury. Like they have scores from all over the place. So if it do, I don't think it would suit Limerick getting into a shootout. So for that to happen, they have to be strong defensively. So having the likes of Keane back there, Ian, as I mentioned, Killian, we know Brian and Sean and you know, Dole controlling things back there. So then it needs to be real solid. You know, it needs to be solid because during the league, I suppose there was too many soft scores being given up um, and if they're to have a chance on Saturday that part of the game has to be really uh, solid and structured and I think it will be and I, I hopeful it will be given the, the clientele that are that are on the pitch Yeah you mentioned Clare's forward line there you think Limerick will probably need to score goals kind of regardless of how it goes? Yeah I, I do like I just uh, the Clare forwards like they, they are putting up big scores um, and they are scoring a lot from play. Like they completely dominated Cork from play. Like if you took away Stephen Sherlock's freeze that day, it would have been a very comfortable victory for Clare. And they tend to kick a lot of wides from play too. Like so, they're scoring opportunities. They're kind of like the Limerick hurlers almost attitude. They they just they'll they'll take the shot when it's on, and they don't mind. I suppose they prefer to be getting scores than wides, but they're they're getting twenty plus twenty five plus shots off nearly per game from play, which is an awful lot. Um, so, yeah, they have the forwards. So that's where I, I know I've said this before, but possession is such a big thing. The Gaelic grounds plays a very big pitch. So if you can actually have the ball on in the Gaelic grounds, you have total control because th there's so many areas you can play in. So that'll be interesting on kickouts. Look, we know the dog in the street knows the way Limerick set up on kickouts as regards what they want to do. It was interesting the last day um, that Cork actually pushed up on clear kickouts, got a lot of joy off it until. Darren O'Neill came onto the pitch in the second half, and he's just a massive man out there. So it'll be very interesting to see what Limerick do with the with the clear kickouts. Do they push up or do they just let them win it and and see can they hold them out and turn them over on midfield? Um, again, it'll be interesting to see what Limerick have learned from the league game against Clare. Clare learned an awful lot from that Cork game in the league and set up with matchups and set up with their kickout off the back of that. I'm sure Mark Fitz and, and Mike Downey and Owen Joy and John Chalk and the lads. Will have learned. Will hopefully have learned a lot from that league game a month ago as well. And you know what's what's a good outcome for for Limerick this weekend? Like, can you can you lose and leave the Gaelic crowns with confidence, or you know, is, is this a must-win game? Look, it's not a must-win. Like, look, it, it, it's a must-win if you're talking about Sam Maguire. Like, that's the reality of it. If you want to compete, and that's Sam Maguire, and that's where every player wants to be, that, then you have to win the game. That's be all end all, and clear will be the same. Uh, that's why they were so up for the Cork game. What you're looking for really is, like anything, if you're if you're involved as a coach or as a supporter, you want a good performance, a good showing. Like 
like last year. Like we we all know it's in them because they were so consistent doing it last year. It's not just something they did once or twice last year. They were consistently performing well last year. So if you have that and you can come away, like um, a, a loss, a loss is a loss, but there's different ways to lose. Like if they lose damage limitation, then that's not really where this Limerick team are at at the moment. Like they're better than that. Like damage limitation isn't, isn't what you're talking about. Of course they have a chance of winning. Of course they do because they beat Clare 12 months ago. Clare in a better place now. They have, they have Keaton Sexton, they have Stephen Ryan back in goals, and Limerick have lost players. So it's turned a small bit that way. And even form-wise, Limerick's form isn't as good. But they still have it in them. It's one match. It's kind of one of those things. They have a free a free swing at it. It's, it's knockout Munster Championship. And for the two teams, it's actually knockout Sam Maguire because whoever wins is going into the Sam Maguire and whoever loses goes drops to the Talton. So you'd hope there's a small bit of casualness to, to Clare having gotten over the big hurdle. And, and now they've got Limerick to get over. Who they'll fancy to beat, definitely. But... You just hope there's a sting in the tail and that there's a bit of bite in Limerick off the back of the league because I do think with the characters that are there, it's in them. And but it's it's on the day, like and they get a lot of them uh, on Saturday. That was Pyran and former Limerick footballer. Matt, your your take on the game this Saturday. Obviously, on, on the basis it's two teams that were relegated, but you know. Claire, Claire hammered Limerick in the final round and they also beat Cork um, two weeks ago. So, I mean, they're going to be heavy favourites coming into this. Oh, they're going to be firm favourites, Jack. Heavy favourites. And it's going to take a very special performance um, for Limerick, um, uh, you know, to come out of it. But look, um, these special performances have been coming from Limerick. Like we saw in 2019 when Limerick went to, went to Tullus, there's absolutely no hopers and yep. turn Tipperary over in, the, over in the first round. And, you know, they, 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 they didn't carry much hope when they made the short trip to Ennis last year and had, had, had Clare knocked out. And we saw what Clare did subsequently. They knocked out Mayo and Roscommon before before going out to, eventually going out to, out to Derry in the quarter final. So, look, um, obviously, Limerick's first... Limerick's first thing will be getting their mindset adjusted, I think, Jack. And <clears throat> this will have happened two weeks ago. Um, from the expectation of having to go to Cork to play Cork to now uh, welcoming Claire to the TUS Gaelic grounds. So that that's a whole change of dynamic. It, it it's just it's it's just not, you know, you have a home advantage as distinct from traveling away, but you have Claire, no disrespect to him. Uh, instead of Cork, like who who yeah. who gave Limerick who gave Limerick a trouncing in the league, you know, and you'd be saying to yourself this week had Cork come through, are we going down for part two? But I think it is the fact that Clare have come through it. It has changed the whole dynamic of it. It'll change the whole dynamic of the approach, Jack. And you know there'll be a bit of spring in Limerick steps now, and uh, of course. They, they will need very little motivation, first of all, when they see the Clare jersey. And secondly, when they'll be mindful of, of how the, the, the final game of the league panned out. Plus the fact that Ian Corbett didn't play in that game and he, he's going to be back. And we know the influence that he brings to the team. Yeah. So, yeah, look, on paper, Jack, but, but football matches are not won on paper. They're won on grass. 
Uh, on paper, it, 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 it has to be clear. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure it has to be. Yeah, it, oh, I think Clare are a very good team and they've obviously not a young players coming through. We saw Sheridan with Chuel and they were Division 2 team for seven years under Colin Collins. But I don't think you can read much into that final round game, you know, without Ian Corbett, the rest of the two players at Marcus Charles. There was still a lot of turmoil with, with the Ray Dempsey departure and things of that nature. You know, that side have had four or five weeks now to really regroup. And as you said, they've shown us in the past that they're able to do it. And, you know, I, I think seeing the yellow jersey is easier for Limerick than, than the red of Cork. They, they will be far more confident, I think, in their ability. As you said, they beat them last year. They haven't beat Cork since 03, I don't think. You know, they beat Clare last year. So that's a big difference. They'll be underdogs. But I think they'll be very happy to come in as underdogs under the radar with little to no expectation because that's where they seem to operate best. Um, and in many ways, it's a free hit because they'll want to be in the All-Ireland series. But if they lose, you know, Talton Cup isn't the worst, you know, the worst place to be going into this game. So the pressure is kind of off Limerick. And, uh, it is. The, pre the, the pressure is off Limerick. And, and you're absolutely right, Jack. It is, a, it, it is in so many ways a free hit, you know, um, all all the guidelines, all the forum lines would suggest that it, there can be no result other than clear victory. But that, that, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And, you know, um, there is the prize of getting into a Munster final for the second year in a row. There's a prize of getting into the Sam Maguire Cup. Um, uh, you, you know, it's, it's not as if there's nothing to play for. Oh yeah, huge prize in that All Ireland series then as yeah. well gives you chances to like yeah. you're gonna play probably Kerry. You will play in Kerry in All in a Munster final, but you know, it could be grouped with other division two teams and it could give them confidence going into next year. That's the level they want to be at. So yeah. they're the teams yeah. they want to be playing. But it'll be it'll be a tall order for Mark Fitz and the team, but definitely not out of the realms of possibility that Limerick can upset the odds once again and, and take the win and look forward to another Munster final. Um but it'll be difficult. It'll definitely be difficult, but... It will, I, be. I it, it, it will be. It will, it will be difficult. And I I think that Clare will win, but um, like Clare will earn it to win in the Gaelic grounds. They will. Jack, you, again, you, you made a reference. You made a reference there a few minutes ago to the Tarleton Cup, you know. And I, I hear a bit of sniggering and sneering at the thought of playing in the Tarleton Cup for any county. Ash, it is only the Tarleton Cup. The Tarleton Cup is a response and a pragmatic response uh, to address an issue that could not be allowed to continue. And that was the disparity in standards. And it, 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 it was, we had backed ourselves into a situation where doing nothing about it was, was not an option. I think that, that, that the Tarleton Cup is, is an absolutely fine competition. Like, you, you know, it, 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 is, it is all Ireland B standard. There are, it, you know, all but in name. Like, but let's face it, Jack. The teams that are in it are B standard. 
No, we had an abortive. We had an abortive attempt a number of years ago to bring in something similar under the guise of the Tommy Murphy Cup. You know, but it 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 it, it petered out no time in no time because of some of the narrative that's going on about it now. I think the Tarleton Cup is a very very worthwhile competition. Definitely. And as I said, um, a, a pragmatic response to a system, you know, that was broken. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a great competition as well. I think any team that are, are in it are, are happy to, to go all out. Now, obviously, your main aim will be to win the Sam Maguire. But I think if Limerick or Clare, whoever find themselves in it, will be, you know, happy where they are and look towards winning it. Um, briefly, who will win the All-Ireland Championship in football, Senior All-Ireland? Kerry, I think I think Dublin will will be back, and Talshin Cup winners. Now I know we don't know exactly who's going to be in it, but who do you think will be in it or will win it? For me, I think the the loser this weekend would be my pick to go out and win it. Yeah, they'll have a say in it. Um, Kildare and Meat if they end up in it. Yeah. I, I think would be would be strong contenders, um, um, you know, yeah, you 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 they're the type of teams that you're talking about certainly. Yeah, Limerick <coughs> will have a right rattle on it if they lose this weekend, and if Clare lose, I think they'll they'll be the best team in us. But that's uh that's this Saturday, um, in the Gaelic Crowns, Limerick against Clare in the Munster football semi final, following afternoon. Ireland Championship kicks off Limerick versus Waterford at two o'clock in Turles, and then Clare hosts Tipperary at four. Um, we have two more that. important games at the weekend, Jack. Yeah. Our under twenty, our under twenty hurlers travel to Turles on Friday night. Yeah. In in something of a similar situation to um, the minor hurlers last night, a win will we, we should be good enough to see him through to the to. Um, the, the knockout stages of the championship. Just to contextualise it, um, Limerick have a win and a draw from two games. Tipperary have a draw. They, they drew with Clare in the first round and they, they suffered a defeat to Cork in the second round. Limerick beat Waterford in the first round and drew with Clare in the second round. So um, that's, that's going to be a very, very interesting game. <clears throat> I think Limerick are going to find it difficult there. Uh, if I'm honest, it, it's it's Tipperary's first home game. Um, now you um, you must remember that the the nucleus of this Tipperary team will be the the, the, the team that faced Limerick in the minor final three years ago, which yeah. um, Limerick, Limerick required extra time to see them off in the Gaelic grounds. Um, uh, Tip, you know, their backs up to the wall, Jack. Their backs up to the wall on Friday night. They, they, it's it's win or burst. Um, now, um, it was a similar situation, as I said to the minor last night. Um, um, I, I think it's going to be a tricky, tricky situation for Limerick. Um, I, I, but, you know, yes, Limerick have the wherewithal to win it. Um, I thought, you know, they played... They didn't play to their full potential against Clare, Jack. Definitely. And should have won. And, and, sh and should have won the match. You know. Yeah. And um, 
if, if we can see uh, um, Limerick at their full potential, it will be very interesting to see the composition of the Limerick team. Will there be yeah. changes made? Um, that, that um, you know, I think there's probably a compelling case maybe for the inclusion of Liam Lynch from the start. Um, that that yeah, that will be. I think I think he might have picked up a knock in the meantime, so I think it'll be fitness depending on Liam. But I think full fit, fully fit, he's definitely starting on that team. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also interesting as well. There's if Adam English and Shane O'Brien play Friday, they can't play. Um, on Sunday, so yeah. If we if we don't see them on Friday, um, they'll they'll be involved, and and Sunday I think is, is the key thing there. But I, I think they'll both play. Um, there's probably there's more players there that you know, we have that I haven't seen game time. I saw Billy Mulno and Mikey Gavin or their clubs respectively in a league game, and they were both brilliant. So you know that could uh, put that in Dear Mullins' mind as well. There's a like, there's a brilliant squad there. To choose from, um, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I'd I'd be back in Limerick. I think they're when they get their when they get their form right and, and their playing style right. They were under par against Clare, as you said, still should have won. I think they'll be Tipperary, but that's that's yeah. The I'm hoping. You. I'm hope. I'm more hopeful than confident, Jack. It's it's not a gimme. It's going to be difficult. I understand the circumstances of Tipperary. That's what I do. You know. And yeah. I, I, I saw the way they battled for survival last night. It's in the Tipperary DNA, you know. And, um, uh, you know, how they would countenance and how they would live with Limerick dismissing them from two championships in, in four days, you know. Um, it's not in the Premier County DNA. But having said that, I think Limerick are capable of winning it. And um, I just hope they go and win it. Yeah. Uh, and the other game because it's last. I just saw the, the other game. game the other game is on Saturday at three at two o'clock in Clanmel or three o'clock in Clanmel. I'm not sure. It's three o'clock. It's the All Ireland Minor A Camogie Shield semi final. It's it's Limerick and Clare. It's a repeat of the fascinating game that they had in Kilmallock last Sunday. I was out at it, and. Um, when Limerick trailed by eight points in the second half and came back to lead by two, um, uh, it, it, it's part two of that that great episode. So um, uh, we'd be hoping. I, 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 I'd be very hopeful. I've seen that Limerick minor team a couple of times this year, and I'd be very, very hopeful and um, that, that, they, that they can get the business done in Clanmel. I, I, I think um, uh, they gave away a few easy goals, I thought, Um and they were unlucky at the other end. They have this ability to create goals, Jack. They they have a very very exciting uh, forward line. Um, uh, Donna Donna Kenny from Crockett finished. She got three goals last last Sunday. Um, Laura Southern Southern from um, Mona Lean. Um, Neve Brennan um, from Mahan. Roisin O'Brien. Uh, you know, she stepped up and and and. Um, you know, got got the equalising point at the end. Clare got a goal towards the finish out of nothing really, and looked as if they had snatched it. But we got a free over in the far side of Kilmallock. Um, you, you you know at at the town side, right out on the sideline, and Roisin O'Brien, she, she stepped up to it and just planted it straight between the straight between the sticks. Jack, you know, it it it, it necessitated. And 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 manifested 
you know, that was the steal in my opinion, you know, but she did it. And um, then, of course, we have Poppy Giltonan, who who's a, an absolute magician. She's probably the team's answer to Keen Lynch, you know, what she can do is, you know, and, um, but as, as a unit, as a team, Jack, the, 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 um, Lily Duggan was started at full forward, but when Limerick were playing against the Breeze in the full in the first half, they they, they pulled her back as 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 an extra defender, and um, you know. But um, yeah, it's going to be a very very interesting game. Um, it's there for Limerick to win. I think they can do it, Jack. Um, I think in the weeks in, in two weeks' time we may be talking about an All Ireland final. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. The best look to the Limerick Camogie side. The best look. To the Limerick under-20 hurlers, um, to the senior hurlers and the senior footballers. Nearly 90 minutes on the clock, Matt. It was a bumper Jack, episode. Jack, but... The best to look to anybody wearing the green of Limerick. Yeah, it's it's going to be a very, very exciting week. Um, so much to go through there. Um, I, I'm hoping there's no more to, to, um, to go through because I think the viewer fatigue might set in, but... A huge thank you to Tomas at, at the start of the pod. Do you want to come in something? I do. I, I, I think, Jack, we should pass the vote of sympathy to the Griffin family of Art Patrick. Um, they, they have their involvement in with Limerick GA has, has been phenomenal in that they have been providing the transport, Kevin Griffin and his son Derek, and indeed um, their now late father, Jimmy Griffin, who started Griffin Coaches and Carmel Murphy uh, is is well known as uh, representative of BlackRock on on the the on the county board and um, uh, Jimmy Griffin passed away over over the weekend and we would like you know from Treaty Talk we'd like to extend our sincere sympathy to the Griffin family. Yeah, I, I'd like to echo your sentiment there and pass on our condolences to to the Griffin family. Um, I've obviously done a lot a lot for Limerick over the years. Um, but it will be a very busy weekend for, for Limerick here, uh, as we said. Um, big thank you to Tomas McCarthy at the start for giving us that water view ahead of the Mount Watering Munster Senior Hurling Championship opener. Um, to Pat Rennan, as always, for his insight into the, the Limerick footballers. To Noah's menswear for getting on, bo- on board and, and sponsoring the podcast. It's really appreciated. Um, to all the listeners, make sure... If you're watching on Facebook, to like and subscribe the same with Twitter or with YouTube. Um, like and subscribe, it just helps the algorithm and you know gets out to more people in the Limerick area and surrounding areas because we we welcome anyone to listen. Um, if you're on Twitter, like and share and retweet and all that good stuff. And same with Spotify, rate us five stars if you if you enjoyed the podcast. There's plenty more to come. We're only getting started for this year with the championship kicking into full flow and. As always, to you, Matt, for your incredible insight and knowledge. Please, God, next week we'll be looking at hopefully a Munster football final and a good start to the Munster Scene Horn Championship. Maybe the 20s will be true and the Camogie Miners will have an Ireland final to look forward to. But for myself and yourself, a huge thank you. Um, we'll be in touch soon and we'll talk next week. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Especially in the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk alive. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about 
kept in. Oh, well, tried Shawnee Buckley to do that to Tommaso Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody. 